Nazca mummies discussion. This month saw the second congressional hearing in Mexico on the now notorious mummified remains from Peru alleged to be non-human beings. I have compiled an exhaustive analysis of what we know so far and below it is separated by topic. Please feel free to add comments, questions, and amendments if you see fit in the comments to this episode. Summarize points from the November 7th, 2nd Congressional Hearing. The mummies have non-circular fingerprints. The remains were mummified in a two-step process involving diatomaceous earth and some kind of chemical. According to the locals who found the first mummy, there are likely thousands more bodies and artifacts like the ones already found at the site but excavation will be needed to ascertain if this is true. Direct parallel with humanoids and Hopi cultural rock art, as well as Wari Hori textiles. Geneticists postulate these entities were incubators for other types of life, such as humans. The implants seen in multiple bodies are made of osmium bronze alloy plates separated by fibers. They are proposed to be some kind of interface or computer circuit. The eggs found inside Josephina were imagined or imaged, allowing delineation of embryos at different stages of development, as well as blood vessels connecting the eggs to the placenta. Just so I read that again correctly. The eggs found inside Josephina were imaged, allowing delineation of embryos at differing stages of development, as well as blood vessels connecting the eggs to the placenta. Introduction of an entirely new species apparently lacking most major organs and with a hook-shaped spine protruding from their backs, known as suyai. Three of the bodies representing one of the three discovered families was seized by Peruvian authorities and destroyed in October. All of the body's artifacts in possession of the Incari Institute are now open to examination by any interested party in the world for analysis and study. And you can find all of this on the official website for the project by the Incari Cusco Institute. www.the Dash alien dash project dot com Chronology of Events In twenty fifteen, discovery of the site in the Nazca Pulpa area by grave robbers or waqueros, locals farmers trying to make extra money by finding artifacts and selling them to tourists. Two thousand sixteen First meeting at the Incari Cusco Institute with alias Paul, a contact of the locals. Later that year, several meetings between Thierry Jaimen, Jose Casafranca Montes, and Paul. Biological material covered by Paul is studied by the Institute. In 2017, Thierry and his team set off to Nazca in order to identify and meet the Waqueros. Mario, one of the Waqueros, agrees to lend the Incari Institute the body he found. He also provides artifacts discovered in the sarcophagus, including stones carved into the shape of beings and vehicles. Later that year, the Institute recovers two mummified heads and three tridactyle mummified hands by exploring the site. 
Theory and Alan Bonnet start crowdfunding on the ULL platform to finance DNA and carbon-14 analysis of recovered biological entities. 800 contributors, mostly French, exceed the budget, reaching 136% of the initial project. April 2nd, 2017. The Inkari Cusco Institute recovers a second small gray type mummified body nicknamed Josephina by Thierry Haman. Four brains and several objects made of st metal, stone, and bone. The next day, samples are sent to laboratories around the world. April 23rd, 2017. Jaime Massan's first trip to Cusco. A Mexican journalist and two American TV channels with Dr. Jose Jesus Zalque Benitez, medical chief officer of the Mexican Navy, Mexican biologist Dr. Jose de la Cruz Rios Lopez, and Dr. Konstantin G. Korotkov, Ph.D., professor of medicine at the St. Petersburg Federal University in Russia. April 25, 2017. Mario reveals to the Incari Cusco team an exceptional biological hybrid type entity nicknamed Maria. By Thierry Haman and his group, the Incari Institute team manages to convince Mario to lend them Maria to carry out the first clinical analysis of the relic as well as x-rays and CAT scans. May 19, 2017. The Institute team recovers a new biological entity nicknamed Victoria. July 9, 2017. Examination of the hybrid juvenile body, Wawita. Later, Thierry's team is allowed access to three new small gray type entities which are x-rayed and examined. November 25, 2017. The Inkari Institute recovers a new tridactyle specimen, two new mummified heads, and a hand. Organic samples are analyzed with mid-infrared spectroscopy allowing detailed composition of the biological material to be ascertained. 2021. The UNI joins the UNICA and detects osmonium in Luisa's pectoral. In 2022, Institute team is studying a new reptilian humanoid specimen called Artemis. This extraordinary entity contains three eggs and seven metal plates, some of which probably contain osmium. Mirko Tello, traumatologist with 20 years of experience, expert in reconstructive hand surgery, confirms the authenticities of Maria's hand and foot joints. September 12, 2023. Jaime Massan and Tercer Malana present the case of the Nazca mummies to the Congress of the Republic of Mexico and exhibit two specimens of reptilian humanoid types. This presentation has a worldwide impact. For the first time, the Nazca mummies affair is taken up by the mainstream media. The next day, in a hospital in Mexico, x-rays and scans are carried out live. A team of specialists present confirm the authenticity of the two specimens. October 10, 2023, officials from Peru's Ministry of Culture arrived with the prosecutor of the sixth attempt to seize the mummies but were unsuccessful because they did not have permission to enter. They went to the rectorite to speak with the rector but he was busy and they were referred to a legal advisor. The officials were contacted by the local press and refused to give explanations. You can find full reports on www.thealienproject.com, lab reports from www.thealienproject.com, slash mummies of Nazca results. There's a second hearing full audio recording on YouTube as well as the English translation. And if you want to look at the raw tomography scan data yourself, you can download full documentation packs at the www.thealienproject.com slash doc slash. They include more pictures, all of the papers, as well as software that will allow you to interact with and visualize the scan data. Be aware that there is an active disinformation, misinformation, and narrative control campaign currently occurring in the subject around Twitter, or X, formerly Twitter, YouTube, as well as the podcast world. 
Many people are saying these were already debunked. Many people are saying that they're fake. Many people are saying that they are uh, frauds or hoaxes and that the Mexican government and the ufology world are being set up either by Gaia or the Illuminati or whatever, the Freemasons, into believing aliens exist because they want to control us via aliens or that... Um, it's just Jaime Masson trying to take all the credit for ufology in the, in the UFO world. The two main disinformation sources, though, I can tell, are the U.S. government. And the U.S. government doesn't want any evidence to be disclosed at all without them controlling it, controlling the narrative from the top down. For example, compare the U.S. congressional UFO disclosure hearings and how meaningless and how pointless they were with nothing being declared, nothing being provided as evidence and only hearsay and the same speculation that's been going on, you know, for the last 50 years, well, longer than that, last 100 years. Um, and then you say versus the Mexican UFO Congress, which provided bodies, bodies that have been verified, uh, you know, internationally, etc., as well as the hours of documented tape. And then you look at, for example, how the Americans and the English-speaking world has uh, treated this event. Instead of saying, hey, hey, well, this Mexican UFO Congress, uh, the hearing that happened in October, they provided results. They actually got it done. We should, we should be like them. We should see what they're doing. We should see what they provided, you know, and we're all on top of that now, right? We're all supporting this international worldwide revelation and disclosure of science and, and, and discovery, right? They didn't. What they did, including the American representative, uh, I think his name was uh, uh, James Fox or something like that, Fox, um, went down there and uh, basically <laughs> talked shit the entire time. He said that it was amateurish. He said that it was inappropriate. He said that it was unprofessional. He said that it was inauthentic. He said that it was a hoax. He said that these were con men. He said that these people weren't specialists or experts. And I believe that the, the person I'm talking about um, is a former, former pilot. Uh, that's how he got his uh, claim to the UFO fame. He's a former pilot, and uh, he was connected somehow to the Nimitz inf incident in 2004. And... Um, so basically, he's, he's, he comes out as the pilot, you know, expert in that he's, uh, he's got pilots that have testimony and he's got FCC reports and stuff like that, right? Basically, uh, FFA reports and stuff like that, like all these reports from UFOs on radar and air traffic controllers and here, basically witnesses, etc. But no hard evidence. And he says what he brings to the table, what he brought for proof was far more pro, uh, realistic, far more uh, provable, and far more progressive in terms of revelation and disclosure, that he was trying to make real progress, and he was made to look bad by the discovery of these Nazca mummies and the presentations of those, which, were, which have been discovered since 2017, by the way, properly researched and investigated since 2017. So six years of actual, like, yeah, we're confirming this is, like, real type shit, right? Because Americans are full of shit, and Americans are total pussies, and Americans are absolute retarded. And they think they're the center of the world. And they think that they're the leading edge of everything, even though they're in the dark ages, and that they've fallen back to a state of primitivism that are, that's basically cavemen and peasants from the Middle Ages. And it's because we, we think these people are experts because they have qualifications and credentials based on their UFO, uh, U.S. government services, regardless of personal UFO belief or not, regardless of UFO expertise or not, regarding the lore and the world around them and the history of it. And that's how you know they're paid opposition, they're paid shills. They're being sent down there by their bosses, whoever they may be, and they're not the leading edge. They're not experts. They're not passionate. They're not progressives. They don't even like the subjects. They, in fact, loathe people who are operating around them because they're egomaniacs and they're narcissists. And that's exactly what the American world is producing with Mick West. The British world is producing with the, the Zignal um, UFO secrecy talk or UFO talk, the podcast, radio show, whatever. Fucking guy's a complete pussy. Clown show, sucking dick from the, Uf from the U.S. Congress all the way out there in the U.K. 
right? And that's uh, on Twitter at the Zignal. And I hate that fucking clown. He's absolutely the most boring, unprogressive, unknowledgeable, um, you know, cowardly fucking type of UFO uh, expert who just talks about mainstream talking points and just keeps the government's talking points afloat, saying that if the government says it's fake, then it's fake. If Mike West says it's fake, it's fake. If uh, it can't be proven, we have the memory of a goldfish. We don't look back over 20 years to look at any kind of evidence. And only the last 10 years, uh, the Navy disclosure is the only thing we're talking about because everything else cannot be proven, which is an absolute uh, shit show, you know, incredulous, you know, thing to say if you consider yourself even a half-hearted uh, ufologist. All right. So we know that there's ops going on. We know that there's ops. For example, I was listening to some asshole... Um, low timer, um, like myself, you know, like little, little show, mid show, whatever you want to call it, amateur independent show. And it was three chuckle fucks in their like twenties or early thirties or whatever. And they were talking about this event, the, the UFO event as if though it was project blue beams because they didn't believe in UFOs. Fair enough. You don't believe in UFOs. You don't believe in aliens, whatever. But they were saying the talking points that the bunkers like McWest and these the Zignal and then this uh, James Fox kind of guy were saying, the American ufologists were saying, without any evidence, without any sources, saying that they were debunked, that they were pieces of several bones put together, they didn't, they didn't match, they weren't equal, that their joints, uh, you know, it's obviously fake, it's paper mache, it's, uh, you know, a con man, having Bassan's a con man, that this is a UFO closure because they want to have people believe in UFOs instead of... Uh, or believe in um, gods or something like that. Like, exactly, like they, they somehow that this was to cover up the ancient technologies or something, even though they've just presented it as it is. It's already 2,000 years old, so it's not new bodies. These aren't newly discovered, newly arrived bodies. These are 2,000 years old, found in a diatomaceous earth pit known for mummies, a burial site of the Nazca Indian Perus. And so, which is in keeping with the Paracas skulls, within, you know, Star Child, with the with the Atacama mummy, um, you know, um, Addy that was presented in Dr. Greer's presentation and stuff like that. And it's 100%. These people are just retarded. Like they have no education. They have no experience. They're talking straight out their ass. They are brain jackasses. And there are three or four of them. They always like keep up in little groups and all these podcasts because they like to reassert and reaffirm their worldviews, but inside they're scared of mystery, they're scared of the unknown, and they realize that their lack of education, it's better to be ignorant and to be loud, which is, you know, bedfellow of being ignorant is being loud, uh, so that they can shout over and be heard, rather than reality, which they're actively ignoring. They are actively ignoring reality. People who think these are, have been debunked, people who think these are new, or people who think these are hoaxes, um, are actively ignoring the credentials and the history of the validation and the legitimization of the research into these. And that it's an international effort because America is not the center of the world or even the universe or even the center of the world anymore. Especially when it comes to UFOs. So number one, we have... These points of interest to speak about in context. Like I said, one thing is adding context. These didn't just get mailed, you know, like they didn't wind up in the fucking mail one day and people were like, oh, what are these mummies? And they were like, oh, it's from an anonymous uh, source. And it's clearly a, a hoax trying to convince you of something, trying to trick you into believing it or something. Or someone who sold it to you for a million dollars. Now you can have to convince the world that it's real. And clearly, Hayao Masan, you may have a history with hoaxes before and everything, but the point is, if anything, he will show. He will show shit. Like, if anything, he's got balls. He doesn't go, fuck, he'll roll those dice. He's been doing this for, like, 40 fucking years. This is how he makes a living, right or wrong. So, it, no doubt what he would be the one providing the real shit, because he provides everything, regardless if it's real or not. And I say, there was some shit I, I will say is fake. There's some shit I know was fake. Straight up, but he will fucking do it. He will, if you give him something, he'll show it to you. He'll fucking, he'll put it on TV. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> that doesn't mean he won't show real shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that, use logic. If you're showing everything, that just means if something's real, you will show it. If something's fake, you'll show it. That's all it means is that this guy will fucking show it. He has no shame. He has no pride. He has no ego. That's what I'm saying. Like, you fucking show it. You call him fake on it. You prove it. Fine, he's fake. What does he care? 
He shows it. That's his, that's his whole shtick. He shows shit. He's a journalist. He's not a scientist. He's a journalist. You tell him a story, he'll tell you back. He'll tell other people. That's his whole thing. You tell him something, he'll tell other people. He's a journalist. But in this case, he's right. In this case, he hit it out of the fucking park. Home run. Bases loaded, home run. And so Paracas elongated its goals. Number one, the presence of small tridactyl beings with a simplified reproductive tract like a reptile or bird in Mesoamerican ancient textiles and art is of note. These beings are often represented as part of a sexual legacy, giving birth to beings with a wide range of features. The Paracas culture is native to the Papa region where these bodies were found. This area is located just above the plateau formerly recognized as the Nazca Lines. This area has a legacy of archaeologist finds that challenge the orthodoxy of science and history. Among the finds have been genetically enlarged craniums, exotic phenotypes such as red hair and fair skin, and even evidence of highly advanced brain and skull surgery. Artificial cranial deformation head binding has been practiced all over the world as recently as the 1950s. However, these skulls are easily identified as the cranial capacity never changes and in fact is often reduced. Yet on every continent we found elongated skulls which are clearly not the results of artificial deformation. They have increased capacity in excess of 1.3 times the normal uh, size and lack a sagittarial suture and do not conform to the shapes normally seen in head binding. The absence of a sagittal suture is evidence that these beings were not genetically homo sapien but another unrecognized hominid. Ant people of Hopi myth. The ant people rescued Native Americans not once but twice. <clears throat> this occurred when the earth was destroyed, first by fire and then by ice. And one earth world passed into another, and it is told down through the generations. In Native American story, the ant people took groups of various humans into the underground homes and protected them and taught them until the earth was safe for humans to do, to once again walk in the sun. The Hopi people of what is today northern Arizona have a distinct belief system that is based on an origin story and provides basis for spiritual traditions and moral codes of social life. In some versions of the Hopi belief system, it is said that ancestors of the Hopi traveled through three caves into the fourth world, Earth. In each cave, they found different important portions of their religion and life ways. In the first cave, they found agriculture. In the second, manufacturing. In the third, spirituality. They emerged into the fourth world in the Grand Canyon, which was covered in water. This water was cleared by deities, and the Hopi followed a path set for them by Masa, the god of death, into the land where they now reside. The ant people myth fits seamlessly into the creation myth of Topka, the second world. The first people of Topkala, the first world, were safely sheltered underground as fire rained down upon the earth. The volcanoes and firestorms destroyed all that was above them until the earth, the waters, and the air itself was all elemental fire. While this was going on, the people lived happily underground with the ant people. Their homes were just like the people's homes on the earth's surface being destroyed. There were rooms to live in and rooms where they stored their food. There was light to see by, too. The tiny bits of crystal in the sand of the anthill had absorbed the light from the sun, and using the inner vision of the center located behind the eyes, they could see by its reflection very well. It had not taken Satagnang long to destroy the world, nor would it take him long to create another one, but it was taking a long time for the first world to cool off before the second world could be created. That was why the food was running short. <laughs> you are our guest, the ant people said. What we have is yours. Also, so the ant people continued to deprive themselves of food in order to supply their guests. Finally, that which had been the first world cooled off, Sotignang, it purified it. Then he began to create the second world. He changed its form completely, putting land where there was water and water where there was land so that the people upon their emergence would have nothing to remind them of the previous wicked world. Satagnang spoke first to the ant people, I am thanking you for doing your part in helping to save these people. It will always be remembered, this you have done. The time will come when another world will be destroyed, and when the wicked people know their last day on earth has come, they will sit by an anthill and cry for the ants to save them. Now, having fulfilled your duty, you may go forth to the second world and take your place as ants. Estralis of Nazca 
The most well-known Astralis is located just north of the Nazca Lines and is an arrangement of three different forms that contain geometric data for building pyramid structures with the same proportions as the pyramids at Giza. If you look around the region on Google Maps, you'll find all sorts of things that are officially unrecognized. Some of the lines that are away from the official area are over 10 kilometers long. There are also other Estrellas scattered throughout the country that are totally undocumented outside of a few enthusiasts' work. Next topic is taxonomy and biology. 1. The subterranean life form. Interested in how the spine is widely distributed and seemingly had large amounts of soft tissue between vertebra. This seems to support the idea these beings could telescope their body to a limited degree, or perhaps grew long when hydrated. If this is the case, this could explain the unusual method of locomotion these creatures would have used. Firstly, it seems apparent that the limbs are not adapted specifically for bipedalism, though they could be used in that way. They seem to be best suited for moving on all fours in a quick and scurrying gait, and their strong and broad calcaneous bone would have allowed the locomote either belly facing towards the ground or sky. Both of these realizations allow for us to infer these beings might have lived in burrows or small shafts, where their limbs would be beneficial for climbing around corners and to inverted spaces. If their bodies were designed to become considerably taller, perhaps they would move across the ground on their back or belly when they were larger. Perhaps this mechanism is what allowed them to host to embryos of widely varying sizes. The bodies could expand to accommodate various organisms much larger themselves like a snake taking an egg. Implants. They are bronze alloys containing non-trace concentrations of osmonium. They are layered. The thin metal sheets are sandwiched around the complex of apparently natural fibers. This material is remarkably similar to a printed circuit bird, which has two layers of conductor separated by an insulator with connections between the conductor. If the gap between metal sheets is in fact microscopic, these implants may exploit the Casimir effect and thus are capable of propagating quantum states. This implies they may function as an extension of enhancement of consciousness of the being. Many of the implants were ossified, meaning they are implanted around bones and then the bones have been allowed to grow over the implants. This implies these beings' bodies either are enhanced to not reject implants or are based on entirely different metabolisms with different role played by sugars in the body. Some of the beings have these implants on the surface of their skin on joints on around tendons, almost like rings or crimps. While implants in the thorax appear multiple times, the number of implants varies considerably with none to six or more large plates. Joints. The joints of Maria are particularly interesting due to its apparent basis in human anatomy while also having a unified design that precludes any kind of surgical alteration or fabrication. The fact Maria appears so human, yet these specific adaptations incorporated into its overall body plan is an indicator of advanced genetic engineering of some humanoid DNA structure sharing a human LCA last common ancestor. Four eggs. Now we have the eggs. Not only have multiple tridactyl specimens with eggs been found, but the newest species represented by Saya also contains eggs in its pelvic girdle. The eggs are in varying stages of development and have a discrete attached veins and arteries running from pores in the egg shell to the placenta of the tridactyl. The size, internal structure, shape, and incorporation of the eggs into the body also precludes the idea of a manipulated body. Other points to make. The Chilean myth of the Gentiles. There are still certain people, especially the elderly and the ancestors, who speak of the quote-unquote Gentiles, an alleged race of tiny beings, almost only a meter tall, very similar to humans, who lived on the slopes of the hills or in their grottos, and which they are completely extinct. Only the remains, the vestiges of their small houses, and their walled complexes with heights of one meter are preserved. These sites have been confirmed as uninhabited places approximately 1,000 years ago or more. These spaces are generally identified by locals as gentle or gentile sites. In their legends, the Chileans say the Gentiles died from sunrise. This, the sun, came very close and burned or burned them away, which brought with it 
they knew humanity, who the Chileans are. This next topic is about the organized discrediting effort that can be traced into the Peruvian government, the cover-up, and the discrediting, debunking campaign that is being perpetrated by the highest levels of world authority down to the lowest useful idiot they could possibly find across every social media and across every single uh, English-speaking uh, information hub, including mainstream media and including independent podcasts with maybe 10 views, right? They have their fucking agents and useful idiots working overtime like dogs. The next topic is the organized discrediting effort that can be traced into the Peruvian government. Prior to 2023, there were two sets of bodies in circulation. A battery of lab tests included CT and X-ray scans were done by Estrada and the MNHAAP on bodies provided by a German Ronceros, not by Massan. These bodies are the ones you see in the first round of debunking that started in 2018 and have been used categorically since then, pick real and video related. Interestingly, the Ronceros individuals have been omitted from the official narrative entirely outside of the declarations by the legal prosecution targeting the Ankara Institute. Massan has also commented on this fact, though you will not hear about it in mainstream reporting. The bodies presented to the Peruvian Congress on 11-19-2018 are the same authentic bodies presented in Mexican Congress this year. The fake bodies given to Estrada and the MHAAP have never been presented to the national authorities. Their lab results have been instead circulated inside unofficial circles in order to be used as evidence by debunkers. A simple red herring and not well executed. The debunkers have simply been lumping all of these bodies together and using them to strengthen their position of the entire event being a hoax. Here is a video where Masan discusses the entire situation of the hoax two weeks ago. It's available on YouTube and video detailing the differences between the real and the fake bodies. That's available on reddit.com, alien bodies slash comments, Peruvian analyst, analysis, star archaeologist Flavio Estrada. So look on reddit.com, alien bodies and Flavio Estrada are Peruvian you know, archaeologists and you will find a huge thread with hundreds of comments discussing how there are two separate cases, two sets by a German Ronsaros. And these are the bodies you see in the first rounds of debunking that started in 2018, not the Jaime Massan and his expeditions recovered Nazca Peruvian mummies. In that video, Masson discussing the situation prior to the second hearings, he says the Peruvian Ministry of Culture lied about the provenance and the testing methods of the bodies they acquired, which is direct slander. You don't need to read the article, which is on PeruReports.com slash agents of corruption, the real culprits of Peru's endless graft. So that's PeruReports.com slash agents of corruption, the real culprits of Peru's endless graft. You don't need to read the article, but you need to acknowledge the fact that Peru has one of the most corrupt governments in the world. Less than a year ago, the Peruvian president attempted to dissolve the Congress. That's the kind of corruption we're dealing with here. So it seems there is a bad apple in the situation, and it's the Peruvian Ministry of Culture. They not only failed to disclose deals and relationships with unofficial associates of the Incari Institute, but also actively sought to contaminate data and miscategorize their findings. Keep in mind, the Peruvian MOC, or Ministry of Culture, were responsible for seizing three of the bodies and destroying them in October of 2023. So there is ample evidence for a political scheme to sweep these bodies under the rug. It does make sense in such a situation for there to be someone who volunteered for or worked for the Institute who is also complicit in the schemes. Assumedly, there was Ron Saros, the German. MOC was also attempted to illegally seize the bodies, the Ministry of Culture, in the past, but were stopped by Mexican police as they could not present an order from the courts. Let that sink in. 
the Peruvian Ministry of Culture attempted to illegally seize the bodies in the past but were stopped by Mexican authorities as they could not present an order from the courts. They had came as outlaws to steal these bodies across international state lines. This brings up the overarching theme in Peru, corruption and misinformation. Peru is at the heart of a long history of archaeological theft. Before the modern era, it was colonials who robbed these sites, then it was European museums, and finally the Waqueros who rob archaeological sites are the most recent participants in the legacy. However, one thing does not need to be noted. The looting in recent decades has been the result of oversights by protective commissions, not a cultural norm or economic pressures. On the 26th of September 1930, Tello was forced to resign the directorship of the Museum of Peruvian Archaeology for political reasons. Without an archaeological presence at the site, the Paracas necropolis was almost immediately hit by looters. In the leadership vacuum that resulted in Paracas, Tello reports that Waqueros had taken over the areas that were still marked with archaeological stakes particularly in parts of Warikayan area that had not yet been excavated. From 1931 to 1933, the cemeteries were massively looted and based on the number of human bodies found on the surface by Tello and other archaeologists, the amount of archaeologist material removed from the sites must have been great. Paracas necropolis textiles began to appear on the international market within a year and it is thought that the majority of the Paracas textiles in international collections were smuggled out of Peru at this time. You could find this at traffickingculture.org slash encyclopedia slash case studies slash paracas. Here is an, an excellent resource for understanding the complex situation in Peruvian archaeology as well. This is www.archaeologia-paracas.net. That's archaeologia, A-R-Q-U-E-O-L-A-O-G-I-A, which is the archaeologist or you know, archaeology in Spanish, archaeologia slash paracas.net. So not only has the Peruvian Ministry of Culture been involved in a corruption scandal around these mummies, but clearly there are paid shills working to conceal the story. Both of these features indicate an organized information control campaign working at the international level. We could have assumed this is because it has a substantiated as quite revealing. I had the realization that the existence of the fakes has another implication. They are most likely modeled after the small gray type, or at least inspired by cultural iconography of an exact or similar identity. So it's logical that this is premeditated attempting at discrediting the finds, not that those responsible necessarily made the fakes first, though they could have, but that they were intended to deal with any emergent situation involving bodies that counter the official narrative. This again fits into the very real and proven paradigm of high-level intelligence control over these entities. The same kind of situation we see in the recent U.S. congressional events that triggered realizations about the ongoing retrieval operations. The evidence has been initially analyzed. Both sides of the debate have been aired out with clear reality emerging, so they say. But you have to keep an eye on all the people and the organizations involved. The Inkari Cusco Institute, which is the sponsor and the official institute running this operation, this disclosure project, that has already made the two successful presentations, the UFO Congress, in six years of research. Their website is instituto Inkari, that's with two R's, I N K A R R I dot com. And that can be found on the web archive since their website has been inactive and offline since 2021, presumably under court order by the Peruvian Ministry of Culture. Then you have the Peruvian Ministry of Culture, and they are currently engaged in legal proceedings against all individuals involved in the mummy fightings. The PMOC rarely, if ever, publicizes its activities. For up-to-date information on legal actions, your best bet would be a search. Google will not provide good searches as they seem actively to censor any criticisms against the Peruvian Ministry of Culture. Thierry Hamon, his findings can be found in the Inkari Institute website. 
I will note Diary in particular is subject to a heated discrediting campaign. For example, on Wikipedia, he is described as a French explorer and pseudo-historian. Notably, Theory graduated from the University of Tours, D-E-U-G, in history and geography, licensed in history and geography, and master in modern history. And Toulouse, which is DEA History of Latin America. Additionally, here is Theory's curriculum vitae. The fact he is labeled a pseudo-historian solely for his highly productive and globally recognized ad- academic work is quite notable, as the only criticism is that he is actually working as a historian. So because he is a career historian with college education from European recognized universities in France with international uh, you know, expeditions and, and explorations in Latin America and South America and has raid discoveries and has creating theories, he is a pseudo-historian. So let's keep that in mind. He doesn't follow somebody else's opinion and sit in an office teaching a classroom of a bunch of bored teenagers you know, every semester. No. And then you have Jaime Massan. And regular updates can be found on his YouTube channel. He's the most vocal as well as the most controversial. Keep an eye out for interview appearances on YouTube as well. And that's YouTube channel is at Massan TV. So you can keep track with these. And there's no other thing really to say about him. He's, he, he said all of it himself. He's 100%. He'll publish it regardless. Like I said, he'll talk about everything. Because that guy's a journalist. That's what he does. All of the lab reports, studies, documents are archived on the Alien Project site. Here's a quick reference. The chemical analysis conducted at the Dupuy de Lome Research Institute in Vain, France, by Oliver Siri, expert at the Rene Court of Appeals in Physico, Chemical, Biological, and Food Industrial Analysis. The DNA analysis of Maria by Lakehead University Paleo DNA Lab. The DNA analysis of Maria Wawita by Gene Tech Incorporated. The DNA analysis of Victoria by Abraxas Biosystems Consulting. The DNA analysis of Maria, Victoria, and Hans by Biotechmol Corp. The DNA analysis of Brains, Hands by Paleo DNA. The sinography x-rays have been analyzed later by surgeons and doctors who presented at the Mexican Congress. Before in interviews and after in reporting, their testimony and others is also available in video. And this is all available evidence on www.the-alien-project.com slash mummies of NASCA results. All of that DNA evidence and all the DNA testing is there, provided by several reputable English-based, English-world-speaking uh, capitalists, you know, scientific corporations. There it is. All for you guys to look at yourselves. And I have, and it's fucking verified. Carbon dating on Maria and the hands by Beta Analytics Dating Lab. This is where we get the date that it's over a thousand years old. Carbon dating of brains, hands, Maria Victorio by Instituto de Física UNAM. That's the University of Mexico. Carbon dating of brain, bone, and skin samples by Caribbean Trace Genetics and Archaeobiology. Carbon dating of Victoria by LAC UFF from Brazil. The Histologia Report by Jose de la Cruz Rios Lopez, biologist on Victoria and the Headless Body. Samples of rock and metals were analyzed by Ingemit Laboratory in Lima, Peru. The analysis of this report was made by Lillian Cristofal, materials science engineer, characterized expert. It's in Spanish, and it's 170 pages long. There's the French translation that's 102 pages long, using the same illustrations, and the English translation available at the same time. And the English translation, which is available on the alienproject.com website, is titled Synthesis of Ingemit Analysis Report. That's Synthesis of Ingemit Analysis Report, dated 11-11-2018. Just so that we're not just testing the mummies, we're testing the earth around them in the place that they were excavated and discovered as well. 
And remember, this was also presented during an entire UAP or UFO uh, Mexican congressional hearing with other witnesses and experts and experienced scientists providing their testimony on many other incidences as well. But we're just focusing on these, which are the The evidence is clear. Their bone density and pneumatic bone structure was very similar to that of avians, having been compared to the bird fossils. These things would have needed very little muscle mass to get around. And in the Aztec, or in the, the Nazca area, has a legacy of archaeological findings that challenge the orthodoxy of science and history, from everything from the Nazca lines, which were infamous and super legendary, to the Paracas cone skulls, to the monuments discovered in the mountains and around the coast of the Pacific Ocean in South America. The Inca culture, for example, or the Veracochians. They have found exotic phenotypes on mummies, such as mummies having red hair and fair skin. And they have even found evidence of highly advanced brain and skull surgery in some of the bodies, including metal plates and metallic implants done 600 to 1,000 years ago to repair skull fractures. And these are just one of the many pieces of evidence that have been excavated not only in the recent past, but in the huge history of mankind. Of historical, archaeological evidence, as well as physical specimen evidence, physical body evidence of human hybrids or extraterrestrials or human like humanoid type creatures in megaliths and monoliths in this ancient world setting that have also been quickly covered up despite the initial widespread undeniable reality of these events such as the reptilian city discovered under Los Angeles in the 1930s which was publicized on the front page of the LA Times and the subsequent exploration and discovery of the city proper, the mapping it out and everything by those that were responsible, as well as the city officials taking charge and then eventually shutting it down. Uh, all, of that's, all of that's publicized, as well as the mound builders in America with the giants of eight to nine feet tall who were covered in copper. You know, and these, these mounds were larger than the stone pyramids that were discovered. Or even the discoveries in Mexico with the... Um, constant references to reptilian beings that, that eat human flesh being supplicated and coexisted with peacefully uh, for their benefit to society in the Aztec uh, temple complexes in the cities.
But I also would like to bring out this. That while there are these two deafening public conversations going on, the presentation of the Nazca Peruvian mummies in the Mexican Congress of Disclosure, and the debunking uh, shills, the glow niggers who hate truth and who work for the Illuminati that want to, uh, you know, destroy all humanity and everything like that. And the first thing they do is dreams and mystery. It's the one thing they can't stand because it's the one thing, you know, that they can't have no power over. There is a third Peruvian alien incident going on that happened before these disclosure hearings and has... As much validity, which I have already done a video on, I did a video back when it first happened, which is the Peruvian face peelers, quote-unquote face peelers, of jet plaque, or, or hoverboard, rather, flying giant tall green uh, aliens who are both like the predator and uh, hunting and people having cloaks as well as a, a type of uh, mantis man or a tall shining um, being. And basically, these beings are being seen terrorizing uh, villages, even hurting people, killing people sometimes, stealing their face by cutting their face off, uh, human mutilations, uh, basically running terror campaigns, and otherwise intimidating the locals um, for, for months, for months. It was actually almost years. Uh, but now, in fact, U.S. Special Forces, U.S. Navy, and U.S. Space Command have published articles about mobilizing and participating in military exercises in South America on the Pacific coast of Peru next to these villages. The Peruvian police, the Peruvian military police, investigators from around South America and the world arrived, interviewed, as well as this being sensational mainstream information and news before these hearings all summer of 2023. And one can't ignore the fact that these are both in Peru. Granted, two different spectrums of time, one historical, archaeological, the other current military cover-up. But as I've always discussed, and what this channel sir, exists to discuss, is the connections, not only between those two events, but between everything including us as observers. And yes, people have tried to debunk the Peruvian attackers as men, either mercenaries, drug lords, or illegal miners that are using jetpacks um to terrorize the local ignorant villagers and Halloween masks and costumes and stuff. Uh, this is absolutely bunk. This is absolutely just the idea of prohibitive costs and skill and, and luxury of operating these jetpacks and the fact they do not operate over jungle terrain because the trees breaking up the, the, the air pressure needed to um, actually you know use these. They can only really work over flat surfaces or water. Um... Let alone the fact that these Peruvian locals are armed, and they even describe these beings as being bulletproof because they fire directly into them to protect their to protect their you know loved ones and themselves, and the fact that these men are killing people, abducting them, and have been reported to either erase people's memory or put them into comas, use noxious gases. Uh, the bulletproof idea behind it, I don't care if you're wearing body armor or not, body armor is not bulletproof, you are absorbing that bullet, even if the plate catches it, you are getting knocked to your ass, um, if you're on a fucking, uh, jetpack, you know, I'm pretty sure even the chances of it being blood, like you doing that again, are, are very small, because you realize you take an incoming fire, and that's something to do, find me somebody who's, who's stupid enough to fucking do that. You're stupid enough to try to attack uh, locals when you're severely outnumbered and your only tactic is intimidation and fear like you're Scooby-Doo, like you're a Scooby-Doo villain. You know, and these men have guns and machetes and live there full-time. And they're defending their homes and their livelihoods. They're defending their jobs. You're going to wage a fucking guerrilla war, really, for illegal mining, for, for drug cartel trafficking routes. 
and not just show up in a fucking truck with a machine gun and be like, hey, guess what? It's business as usual. We're drug lords. We're taking over. So yes. And that has been the Nazca Peruvian mummies. They are real. They are genuine. They have been tested. They have been verified over the last course of six years, and they have been presented fully, openly, publicly to not only the Congress of Mexico, the government of Mexico, but the people of the world. And now there's no putting the cat back in the bag. Aliens are real. Aliens have been discovered, and they've been discovered in Peru. Thank you to every one of you who have watched this to this end. Thank you for supporting me with your time. I know your attention is, is the most valuable thing you have to give, and thank you for your time, which is very precious. God bless you and your families. It's been the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting from the Third Coast, the coast of most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. Thank each and one of each and every one of you out there in dreamland thank you for supporting thank you for donating on cash app if you have a dollar two dollars five dollars or ten dollars to donate instead of getting a bag of chips instead of getting an extra uh large pizza or something to binge out on on the weekends think about donating to someone who produces hundreds of hours of material that's informative that's honest that's real that's uh takes a lot of courage that takes a lot of uh research and information and education uh, both of myself, uh, you know, while doing it and having it, the inspiration to do it and everything uh, beforehand, as well as this allows me to keep the lights on both for the broadcast and, you know, at home and everything. So, yeah, if you've got a dollar, if you've got two dollars, if you've got five dollars, donate through Cash App. It's the holiday season. Help me buy some Christmas gifts. Help me buy some, um, you know, some of that, some of that cool fucking coffee I've always heard about. Uh, maybe even buy me a beer or something like that, you know. Thank you all in advance. If you can't, just watch and listen to as many episodes as you can. I generate most of my, you know, impressions and the algorithms by people who just listen, like listening. I have hundreds of episodes, days worth of episodes if you like binge listening, if you like the variety. Talking about hundreds of subjects, you know, so absolutely go on, search around, just, you know, randomly scroll, pick random episodes, play that lottery game. Chances are you're going to find something that's going to wake you up. It's going to open your eyes or open your friend's eyes. Share it around. Share it to your parents. On Share it to your kids. You know, share it to the people you work with, you care about. Wake them up. Share it to the people you hate. You know, share it online. Share it to everyone. Share it on your social media. Share it on other people's social media. Share it on 4chan. Share, 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 share. So thank you all. God bless you and your families. Peace out. <laughs>